0: First of all, I would say, say at Halloween and you opened your door and somebody was there, a tall guy, skinny guy was there and he was fairly gaunt looking. He had a little bit of a beard on his face and he has had a strove top hat on his head, all in black. I'm sure most of you would think that the guy or the person was dressed up as Abraham Lincoln and probably you would be correct. So... When John the Baptist appeared in the desert dressed in camel skin, for the people at that time, immediately, they would have known what was happening because the person was dressing like Elijah the prophet. And from the prophecies of old, it said, the prophecies of old said, in those days, God is going to send the Messiah, but before the Messiah appears, That sun is bright. Before the the Messiah appears, Elijah will appear in your midst once again. And this was tremendously good news for the people of Israel at that time. Because they were fiercely oppressed by church and state. The Roman Empire, Herod, the tax collectors, the priests in the temple. All of them were, 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 were putting on huge weights of oppression on the people, they were at their lowest time, badly divided, alienated from God, and divided against each other. That's what you have when you get when people are greatly oppressed. So it is in this context that John begins to preach. Now he preaches in Galilee uh, on, on, on the banks of the River Jordan, on the, the entry point that the people of Israel from Exodus for forty years that they entered into the promised land, and John recognizes that things have gone greatly wrong. People are alienated from God, and they are divided among themselves. And that is why he calls them to repent, and he invites them out into the wilderness to reflect on their life, so that they will go back through the river Jordan and go back into the promised land and be ready to wait for the Messiah. So what is happening and what has happened to them is something that can happen to all of us. We can mindlessly, there can be a mindless internalization of cultural assumptions. In other words, what is negative in society can impact everybody and we can take it into ourselves and it can be very destructive as well. On the other hand, people can have... uh, a negative experience in their life, and what they ha- what they do then is they universalize that negative experience. Instead of allowing it to be a partial and painful piece of life, they have made it into a norm that must be obeyed. And then people's real truth is, and what they hold on to is, is they hold on to this painful experience as what their life is about and who they are. They nurture it to sustain it in existence by attention, and by obedience. So what what John the Baptist is realizing is something that happened to the people was that, and it can happen to all of us as well. And he wants them to allow the waters of the Jordan to wash this away, to distance themselves for this, and to, to, to accept a different truth, a different truth about themselves, about God, and about themselves, and their community of faith. So entrance into the water, the Jordan entails allowing the water to wash away ways of thinking and acting that reinforce alienation from God and separation from other people. Now into all of this, um, John is there, the people are there, there is great expectation. Normally, the Messiah would be somebody that they would expect to come and there would be no doubt about who he was. They were expecting a great and fearsome warrior who would liberate them and make everything right. Sadly for them, Jesus was not what they expected. First of all, he walked there as the son of a carpenter, as a poor man. He walked there with the poor people and he journeyed there with them and nobody would have recognized who he was. Also, he came from Galilee and the elite around Jerusalem and the well-educated Jewish people, they regarded anyone from Galilee with contempt and suspicion because it was an area that was predominantly poor. It was populated by Gentiles. And uh, anybody who comes there was of doubtful social origin. What is what is tremendous about Jesus is that when he went to be baptized by john the baptist he 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 didn't just walk through the river jordan you know walked journey through it he was immersed in it he was immersed completely in everything that the people were suffering from the alienation and the separation it was like he he submerged himself completely in this and when he came out of it he was making a statement that People's participation in the structures and values of society and all that oppress them is going to come to an end and it's going to come to an end through him. And then when he came out of the water, the the heavens opened and connected with Jesus. So Jesus and Christ, or um, God and Jesus are one. And the Spirit descended upon him and said, You are my beloved. In you, I am well pleased. So it is belovedness of Jesus was has be, now become his innermost identity. He is God's beloved, God's self-portrait. He is God Himself in our midst, and his mission is that to be to be. He is well. God is well pleased in what he is trying to do, and it is an invitation for us to join in his belovedness. And to join in what pleases God as well. And what pleases God is something that's very important in our lives. Um, and it is, it is important for us to remember that um, God has chosen to reveal himself to the world through other people. And the people of Israel were supposed to do that. They were supposed to live in such a way that everybody in the world would know who God is. And that's an invitation given to each one of us today. In your families, you're to become a people of God, beloved and well-pleased. You're to become people, your innermost identity is belovedness, and in God-pleased, in freeing people and setting them free from prison, setting them free from darkness or anything that oppresses them. As a community of faith, we are to become God's chosen people The people of God is the terminology that came from Vatican II. Restoring what was there from the very beginning of our ancient faith. When God said, you are my people and I will be your God. Live in such a way with each other so that everybody will know who I am. And that is faithfulness. That is forgiveness. And that is kindness. So all of us are called to share In building up the body of Christ, which is the people of God, living stones, a community of faith, revealing who God is in the world today. And this uh, baptism of the Lord was a restoration of the people of God. Let us join with Jesus by entering into his belovedness and doing what pleases God that he did as well. And we are invited to do in our lives also.